this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. Hello, you are so welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. I'm Jo, I'm a dietitian, and my superpower is smashing binge eating. How are you doing? I hope you're having a good day so far. I think today's episode is really going to strike a chord with you because it brought me right back to when I struggled with binge eating too. I got this query from a listener who messaged me over Instagram. Joe, why is balancing weight gain and food intake so stressful? I know that you have asked yourself a similar question. Before I get into that, I have to tell you about my recovery program, my binge eating recovery program. If you are struggling with binge eating and my podcasts are helping, but you just need a little bit more guidance, you need a bit more support, you need to know, Joe, what do I need to be doing to get better from this thing? If that is you right now, I urge you to check out my binge eating recovery program. The link is in the show notes. It is a self-paced program, meaning you can go through it in your own time. I've just updated it to make it really engaging. I've added in lots of videos of me speaking to you just like I would speak to my clients. You can go through it in your own time. And then if you feel ready, if you feel comfortable, if you feel like you would like to tell me about your binge eating, well, we'll do that when we meet every two weeks. We'll have a small group call just a small handful of us in a call together, getting to grips with binge eating. If that sounds exactly what you need, I wish I had this program when I struggled with binge eating. Get started today. Head to the show notes. You'll see the link there and you can start your binge eating recovery journey today. All right, let's get into today's episode. Joe, why is balancing weight gain and food intake so stressful? The first reason why it is so stressful to balance weight gain with food intake, it's all thanks to diet culture. This culture that we live in means that at some point, every single food, every single way of eating, every single diet has been demonized, absolutely demonized. One week you believe that low carb and a keto way of living is the best way for you and you think this is really working for your body and it's helping you to lose weight really easily. But then you have a binge, you fall off the wagon and you find yourself head first into a pizza or a plate of pasta. So now all of a sudden keto isn't the best way anymore. So you start to look for another way. And now you've discovered intermittent fasting okay, I can eat whatever I want, good news, but I can only eat it between certain hours in the day. Bad news. So you try intermittent fasting and you see how that goes. Works for a little while, you start to lose some weight, you find it a little bit easy because you don't have to restrict the kind of food that you're eating. And then your friend invites you out for breakfast. She invites you to your favorite cafe where they have those fresh pastries every morning and you can't resist it. You go with her, you are salivating looking at the pastries as you're in the queue. And even though you have in your mind, I'm only going to order an Americano, when you get to the top, it's like the words just fall out of your mouth without your mind having any control. 
Before you know it, you're eating a pastry and now your mind starts to spiral. You can't enjoy the date with her. You can't enjoy the company. You can't enjoy the food even. You're thinking about, oh no, I've blown it. So what does this mean? Intermittent fasting mustn't be for me anymore. I need to find something new. Enter vegan, veganism. Great, I can eat whatever I want once it is plant-based and once it's not an animal product. Okay, you see where this goes. You try veganism for a bit, it goes well initially, but then at some point you fall off the wagon. You can't do it for very long. It is so hard, it is so stressful to balance weight and food intake because you are always searching for that magic diet. You're always searching for that magic way of living that you just haven't discovered yet. And if you can just discover it, then everything will be fine. That's how diet culture makes it seem. Like the perfect diet for you is out there, but you need to spend all this time, spend all this money, waste all this precious headspace and energy trying to find it. It is so stressful to manage food intake and weight gain because you are constantly thinking about it or researching or Googling or following Instagram accounts or listening to podcasts about all of these different ways that a person can eat. And it's so stressful for you because you are completely overwhelmed. You're trying them all. And even though it seems that they work for a little while, you just haven't found the one that works for you no matter what, that works for you even if you're having a bad day. That works for you, even if you are going to a pastry shop with your friend. I know that you agree with me that at one time or another, every single food that you like has been demonized. Every food, even if it's breakfast cereal or bread or meat or fish or eggs or anything. I thought that vegetables were the only safe food, the only food that had not been demonized by diet culture. But nope, I've come across blogs, I've come across podcasts, I've come across Instagram accounts that promote reducing the numbers of tomatoes or carrots that you eat because they contain too many carbs. Spoiler alert, no they don't. Spoiler alert, tomatoes and carrots are absolutely great foods to be having in your regular intake. My point here is that if you leave it up to diet culture to decide what to eat, you will feel and you are feeling so confused, so derailed, like you just don't even know what is true anymore. Balancing weight gain and food intake is so stressful because diet culture is making you think that everything is bad. The second reason why balancing weight and food intake is so stressful is because you let the scales dictate your day. You let the bathroom scales dictate your day. You let the kitchen scales where you weigh all your food, you let that dictate your day. You let the measuring tape dictate your day. You will only have a good day. You'll only be happy. You'll only be content. You'll only feel confident if you like what you see on the scales that day. But what if you don't like what you see? What if your weight has increased and you promised yourself, I would not let my weight increase? What does that mean for your day? Well, in most cases, and this might be true for you too, that really does mean that your day is ruined before you've even left the house in the morning. Before you've even left the house in the morning, you know this is not going to be a good day. 
I am not going to be pleasant to be around today. I'm going to be grouchy. I'm grumpy. I'm going to be withdrawn. My colleagues are going to think that I'm annoyed at them. You're letting the scales dictate your day. And what does that mean for your food intake that day? If you check your weight, you're disappointed with the number, what does it mean for your food intake? Can you enjoy your food that day? Do you find your eating experiences are satisfying? Do they make you feel content? Do they do they bring bring pleasure to your day? In most cases, the answer to that is absolutely no way. When I check my weight in the morning and I don't like what I see, I feel so guilty and ashamed to be eating that day. And I'll try my best to have those foods that fit into my diet or I think they're the lowest calorie options or I'm having what I think is a a good day, good day of eating. But all the while you're thinking about the foods that you really miss. You're thinking about the foods that you had in your last binge perhaps. You're thinking about the chocolate, you're thinking about the crisps, you're thinking about biscuits and probably you're thinking about these foods and it's nine o'clock in the morning. And you might say to yourself, wow, I've only stepped into the office and already I can't get food off of my mind. And then this battle starts. Oh, I can't get food off my mind. And that's just not fair because my weight has gone up. I'm not supposed to be thinking about food right now. I'm supposed to be so dedicated and disciplined and not thinking about food. I am only going to make my weight even worse if I start thinking about food. You see where the stress comes. You have this mental battle, this mental battle that goes on for hours and hours and hours. And oftentimes with my clients, what happens is this battle is going on and on and on for hours and hours and hours until finally this tension, this tension that has built up in yourself, this this nervous, itchy feeling that something needs to change peaks and finally a binge happens. And that's the point where your mind turns off, you numb out, and you're eating food to help you not to think about anything. You know my quote, I have it on my website. I think about food all of the time, except when I'm actually binging. And I know, and you know, that is exactly how it feels. And that is one way that you get to release that stress release the stress that has been building throughout the day. I want you to think about somebody in your life and maybe you only have one, maybe you have many, but think about one, one person in your life who you think has a really good relationship with food, who has a good relationship with their body, who has a good relationship with their weight. They don't talk about diets when you're around them. They don't talk about what they've already eaten. They don't talk about the calories and what you're eating. They don't berate their bodies. They don't self-criticize. Can you think of somebody? It's really hard. It is really challenging to think of this person because many people in our life, people in our world, unfortunately have their own issues with food and eating and we can only have compassion for them because we're going through the same. Do your best to try and think of that one person and ask yourself, do they let the scales dictate their day? Do they let the scales decide what they're going to eat that day? Do they let the scales dictate if they're going to have a good day or a bad day? The answer to that is no, they don't. They know 
that the scales does not reflect anything about them as a person. And certainly the scales does not tell them if they get to eat that day and if they get to eat foods that they really like that day. The scales doesn't reflect any of that. And many in many cases, this person doesn't even weigh themselves. They don't have a clue what they weigh. They don't use kitchen scales other than when they're baking a cake. Balancing weight gain and food intake is so stressful because you are putting far too much worth, far too much attention, far too much focus on the scales, on what that number says. That number does not get to decide if you get to eat that day. It does not get to decide if you get to eat foods that you love that day. Can you imagine? And if you haven't done this in a while, please consider it. Not checking your weight first thing in the day, not checking your weight at all, and importantly, still allowing yourself to eat like you normally would, still allowing yourself to eat several meals in the day, snacks in between, and foods that you really like, no matter what the scale says. Actually, you don't even know what the scales have said because you don't have a scales or you've hidden it away for the purpose of this experiment. And lastly, the last reason why balancing weight gain and food intake is so stressful is because, and I know you don't want to hear this, there is some evidence from the research that with every time you try to lose weight, with every weight loss attempt, sure, you will lose some weight, but then when you fall off the wagon, when you can't maintain that diet, which is not your fault, by the way, that is absolutely not your fault. Diets are set up to fail, remember that. But when that happens and you start eating again like normal, you end up regaining the weight that you've lost plus a little bit more. And this is really, really challenging because now it feels like you have no option. Now it feels like your only option is to diet harder. Now you feel like your only option is to do something drastic, to try and get this weight off. And so you are stuck in the cycle. If this is resonating with you, I really hope you can be compassionate towards yourself here. Again, this comes back to the diet culture. This comes back to this money-hungry scam artist that has us all fooled. Diet culture is a scam artist. We have all bought into it. We have all spent way more money, time and energy than we would like on dieting. I hope no matter what stage of life that you are, I hope that you can feel confident and able to pull yourself out of that culture, take yourself out of it and not let yourself be scammed any longer. If this is striking a chord with you because you are somebody who is really struggling with binge eating, you're at a really bad place with it, you literally don't know what to do. You don't know what's the best next step. You don't know how to stop the binging. You don't know how to make yourself feel better. You don't know how to have that confidence to step away from diet culture. If that is you right now, consider my binge eating recovery program. I have just updated the program. It is the best that it has ever been. And I am so excited to offer it to you. My binge eating recovery program follows my four pillar framework. Firstly, we pave the way for binge eating recovery. Second pillar is trust yourself around food. The third pillar is how to eat for binge eating recovery, where I lay it out in black and white 
my tried and tested framework for binge eating recovery. And then lastly, heal your body story. You can do my binge eating recovery program in your own time. You don't have to turn up to the calls that we have every two weeks. But if you feel open, if you feel ready, if you feel like you want to talk to me about your binge eating, that's where you'll have the chance to do that. You can go through the program in your own time, at your own pace, and then come and chat with me every two weeks where we can help to get you to a place where you are not struggling with your relationship with food anymore. You know exactly the foods that you like to eat and you can eat them without worrying about binging on them. If that sounds like something that you need in your life right now, program page and you can start today. You have struggled long enough Give yourself the gift of professional support to help you to feel so much better about your relationship with food and to work towards recovery from binge eating. All right, I am going to leave you there. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I will see you real soon. If you are enrolled in my recovery program, our next call is August 4th, which is this Thursday. The calls are at 7.30 p.m. UK time or 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll see you there. Take care of yourself. If you found this podcast helpful, you are going to greatly benefit from my binge eating recovery program. No more second guessing every food choice. No more starting a new plan every Monday. No more pacing up and down your kitchen trying to pull yourself out of a binge. Go to the link in the description of this episode for my binge eating recovery program where you can start your binge eating recovery today. Today.